Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast. A Vancouver area man has been ordered to leave his rental condo over complaints that his three-year-old son makes too much noise. This is crazy. Crazy, like, in what way? Well, apparently it's because the son was running, stomping, and banging around up there, but how loud could a three-year-old possibly be? Mm, I've got a two-year-old. <laughs> Pretty loud. I know, but it's not like a like a dog barking, you know what I mean, where it's just like can, so consistent. The kid's got to live somewhere. <laughs> how thin are these floors? Dude, the kid must weigh 40 pounds, max. I, uh... I think I may have been on the other side of this argument about uh, 10 years ago, but now I feel sorry for this dad and, yeah. and the kid. But as a single guy, if there was an annoying kid living upstairs or next door, screaming, yelling, stomping around, it would have driven me nuts. Yeah, it just seems weird of all the crazy things that your neighbor could do, and it seems so hard to get somebody out of a building and to evict somebody over something like this just seems crazy. Yeah. The... Uh, uh, the dad admits there was noise, but he says, I'm doing my best to keep it down. And they completely told him, you got to leave. You're, you've been evicted. Maybe there's a mini sticks tournament going on between the dad and the kid. That gets pretty noisy, clacking around the sticks. Have you ever been evicted? No, I don't think I've ever been close. I haven't been evicted, but I've been asked to leave an apartment. I was living when I was going to Fanshawe. I was living with my buddy Steve. And we had a, an older woman living downstairs. We lived in a house at the corner of uh, Warncliffe and Oxford. And we had the upstairs, and there was an older woman living below us. And uh, the landlord came to us after about six months and said, Hey, guys, uh, I'll pay your first and last month rent for a new apartment if you guys move out. But <laughs> what were you doing? It was Nothing. We weren't doing anything, but we were living a different lifestyle yeah. than the than the 55, 60-year-old woman who was living below us. Mm-hmm. So she was complaining, and you know, we weren't doing anything crazy, but we'd be up past midnight, right? And we'd sure. watch TV, we'd play music. We got asked to leave, and he paid our first and last month rent at, at the next place that we thought it was a pretty sweet deal that, that is how would you not take that yeah really? i mean you're a college student all you have is a couch and a tv it's not that hard to move <laughs> yeah I, I just i'm just thinking of a child's hours there they go to bed at 8 30 you know you guys are mm. up at midnight that makes sense but there's like an unspoken bond when you're a tenant that you know your neighbors are going to make some noise my son was up at about <laughs> One thirty last oh, night okay. jim you know what maybe i am just ignorant. It, it, it happens <laughs> it happens I'd love to hear, though, from anyone who's actually been evicted, because you're right. It's not easy to get evicted from an apartment. Mike, you there? Yes, I am. You've been evicted. Yeah, actually, me and my wife got evicted from one of our places years ago by a landlord. I I won't name his name. I'd love to, but yeah, he was uh, less than scrupulous, so uh, never really upkept the place. So we had always, you know, lodged formal complaints about it, you know, snow shoveling, stuff like that. My wife ended up falling one time on his property that wasn't uh, shoveled properly. We made a complaint about it, and lo and behold, about um, three weeks later, we got our notice that he was kicking us out to move his family into our apartment. That is the loophole. That is always the loophole that if you can, if you say yep. a, a, a member of your family, you know, a yep. daughter or a cousin so, or something like that is moving in, that's like one legal our, loophole to get. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. is. And it, mm-hmm. and it was a true because we found out from Rapster's neighbor like a month after we left that uh, he'd actually moved somebody else and that was paying like, about three or four hundred bucks more a month in rent, so I think it was all 
just a ruse to get more money out of us. So, Or he kicked you out because you guys complained. Your expectations were too high. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I guess, you know, falling on your front steps is, uh, you know, you know, I guess not, <laughs> yeah. not, wa- not wanting to break much. a hip is but, uh, <laughs> high actually, maintenance. I, I, I got the last laugh, so I mean, it was a little bit immature. But in the kitchen, we had one of those uh, like an old lazy Susan thing that spun around. Uh huh. Had, had a big gap in the back, so before I left, I threw a pound of uh, ground beef in the back and didn't say anything. So. <laughs> oh lord! <laughs> so I'm sure uh, I'm sure the smell of the oh. tenant couldn't find it for the longest time. So I got my revenge. It was, right. was kind of goofy. <laughs> But, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm actually still laughing about it now. So, Well, you're out of pound of ground beef, so maybe <laughs> well, yeah, he's... About, you know, back in the day, I mean, it wasn't, you know, that much, but it was about $4 or something. Yeah, it was about 4 bucks. So, there you, know, you go. Wow. Thanks, man. You would never find that. A pound of ground beef. It would smell like a dead body is in oh, that yeah. apartment after a while. Oh, my God. Let's go. Uh, let's go to this one. Hey, FM 96, who's this? It's Dean. Dean, have you been evicted from an apartment before? No, but I had to evict somebody. And was it difficult to do? Yeah, uh, I asked this girl to leave. It was a duplex, and she had the lower level and tried and tried and tried again. So we ended up having to get the cops involved. And by the time they got there, she was out. But before she left, she put 29 knives all over the apartment in the walls. She stabbed them into the drywall? Yep. That's a crazy person. 29. Aren't you glad you got her out of there? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Better the drywall than your chest. (laughs) (laughs) What was she doing in the first place that made you want to get rid of her? Uh, I'm from Stratford, so you can probably figure it out. (laughs) Drugs? Yep. (laughs) Uh So, but uh, yeah, she was a handful. (laughs) <laughs> Sounds like it. You got a handful of knives out of the deal, though. Yeah. That is yeah. nuts. Thanks, Dean. Okay, guys. Have a good one. Bye. That's like one step up from hiding ground beef in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got some text messages there, Jim. What are people saying? Yeah, this one is uh, an up-and-coming issue, looks like. Uh, my wife is due for our first child in April. Our crazy neighbor downstairs told our landlord she would call the cops every time the baby cried. So this should be interesting. Oh my, that would be the worst. The baby's going to cry. Yeah. So that lady needs to get over it, buy some earplugs, or move. Yeah, and this one too. I got evicted once by my (laughs) ex-wife. Hey, what's up? You're on with Taz and Jim. You ever been evicted? Hey there, I'm calling about the uh, eviction notice. uh, Have you been evicted from an apartment building? I haven't, but I uh, I kind of worked in helping get uh, somebody evicted that lived above me. What were they doing that made you want them out of there? So I lived, it was when I was in school, I was in college in Kitchener, and there was two girls I lived with. One was my girlfriend and one was her best friend. And uh, before I moved in, it was over the summer, the two girls were living there. They had no uh, uh, blinds or curtains on the windows of the uh, apartment building. The people above them, there was an 18-year-old kid that lived with them. <laughs> And he was leaning over the edge of his balcony upstairs, the cell phone, and recording the girls in our uh, our unit below them. And they told me they thought they saw that. So I set up a few cameras and recorded our balcony to see it. And I caught him on video. So we called the cops. The cops got involved, and uh, they ended up getting evicted ultimately. So. so he's a little pervert kid. Exactly. He said you guys can either, the cops said you guys can either get charged for uh, voyeurism or you guys can uh, leave the building. How much does that kid's parents hate it? Exactly. I can only imagine. You hear the yelling 
actually that night you could hear the yelling upstairs. So I oh, bet you get your family evicted because you're trying to see some boobies over the balcony. Exactly. The other girl was pretty nice too. If he came and knocked, she's pretty friendly. <laughs> he could <laughs> wield her. She's, he's 18, Taz. It's all right. You know, you guys could have also bought some blinds. I know he's totally crossing a line, but right. you know, if I was a, a teenage two young boy, girls, yeah, you know, oh, exactly. I would probably invest in some cheap Not blinds. to condone that. No. Not to condone that behavior, but. You're dancing with the too. devil with the no blind situation. I'm a giant tiger or like dollar store. They sell something. Cover your windows. What's wrong with you? Deb's here. Time for sports. Sticking with our uh, video game theme from this morning, Jim. This should be interesting. What do you got, Dev? Yeah, Panthers receiver Torrey Smith has been uh, tweeting about how he's been playing his son in uh, Madden recently. How old's his son? Uh, I They don't say. It's, it's his oldest son. He's got three kids. TJ's the kid's name, so he's uh, he's old enough, I guess, to play, but not old enough to win because he tweeted out a screen cap of the score. He was Carolina. His son was Jacksonville. And with 51 seconds left in the game, he was winning 120 to 22. <laughs> okay, I looked into it. TJ is four years old. <laughs> so this is this is essentially like Devin taking on Dunner's twins in Twin Picks, basically, but with Madden. I would smoke them in Madden. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and you don't think this is a good thing? What's well, he doing? He's trying to teach his son about... Uh, He's four years about old. About losing. You know, you know what I don't like when I go to a friend's place and they have the video game? This is from yeah. my childhood. Like, they have the Nintendo 64 and they'd kick your butt the first time you'd, like, play Diddy Kong Racing or something like that and then you play again and then you start winning and you go, are you not trying anymore? And it's insulting. It's condescending. So I'm glad that he put his son through the ringer. Well, he's four. Kid's so- four. Yeah. Uh, is, isn't it kind of embarrassing your four-year-old son's got actually 20 points on you? <laughs> That's <laughs> like, a good that's point. True. That's true. My son's two can't even, doesn't even realize that when you move the joystick that the thing on the, the screen moves. So in another two years, if he's, if he's beating me at Street Fighter, I'd be a little, I don't think I'd be sharing that on Twitter. You're like, doing the thing where you give him the player two controller and you're playing and he thinks he's doing something? <laughs> that's what I do now, yeah. <laughs> Like he doesn't like his kid doesn't know like when to like maybe blitz him and stuff. That's why I'm, I'm sure he's just like blitzing his son all the time, sacking him and essentially cheating. I would love to hear the trash talk in that living room because I bet you uh, uh, Smith is just going hog wild on him. <laughs> in your face, son! <laughs> Don't bring that weakness. Just I mean, just wait. I mean, he's wait until he's like ten and he's like doing nothing but playing Madden. And then he's going to crush his dad. Yeah, and that's when we need to start following uh, TJ on Twitter. (laughs) Check out some of those screen captures. We've got Chris on the phone. Chris, you play video games against your kids? Yeah, we have a mini Super Nintendo, and we are hooked on Street Fighter. (laughs) Okay, and do you let your kids win? I do not let them win. How old are they? Uh, I have a 10 and 6-year-old. And you beat them all the time? no, no, not all the time, but most of the time. You don't think you should cut the kids a little slack? Let them win every once in a while so they feel good? No, no, because when they beat me, the celebration is ten times better than me letting them win. Uh, it's like a milestone moment, like when you finally realize you could beat up your dad. 
You know, it's like Jim's still waiting for that. Someday. <laughs> yeah. I, it'll be the day he dies. That's when I'll finally be able to take him down. Pat Kelly would crush you. <laughs> yeah, so you think it's a good life lesson to, to play video games against your children and not take it easy on them. I do. Uh, now, I do give them a little bit of an advantage. Uh, you can set your sort of power level, mm-hmm. I guess. So their power level I put to 10, mine I put to 1. Okay. So they have a slight advantage. So they have to hit you more than you have to hit them. Or they, you so have to have hit to, them more than they have to exactly, hit you. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I like and it. while we're playing, I do teach them. They're like, Dad, how do you do that move? Or how do you do this? How do you do that? And I say, well, let's watch what I'm doing. And I teach them. Like, I'm not okay. a complete bum. But I do. <laughs> You're the sumo wrestler. You just press X 50 times. <laughs> and he does right. the best I move in the game. press the punch button really quickly, and he'll do the... Yeah, 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 move. Right? <laughs> and well, then, but when they learn how to do the move, again, that's another celebration. Oh, my mm. God, Daddy, I just shot a fireball i'm like see right amazing yeah you're 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 advancing as a human you're getting better at life that's a hadouken i'm never been more proud (laughs) thanks chris no problem guys take care well looks like i'm going home after work and i'm gonna play mortal kombat 10 with young grayson (laughs) he's two years old he'll learn some good lessons when i pull those fatalities off You don't want to raise a participation ribbon child, Taz. That's right. Mm -hmm. Finish her. (laughs) A woman in England is planning on marrying her duvet. The dictionary's definition of love is as follows. A great interest and pleasure in something. A personal thing that one loves. A strong feeling of affection. Can't we all say that we feel this for our duvet? But Pascal is taking it one step further and planning the happiest day of her life, the wedding day, to her one and only true love. It will be followed by an after party where we can celebrate real, true love (laughs) with a duvet. That almost sounds like an advertisement for duvets. Yeah. Sounds like one of my pillow ads. Yeah. <laughs> Jim, Jim, you have something you want to tell us? Are you engaged to a my pillow? Heck, I would consider it. Uh, she uh, is throwing away this wedding for uh, her name's Pascal. She's throwing a wedding. Guests have to wear pajamas. <laughs> and I like that. The, she's joked that they're going to the bedroom section of IKEA for their honeymoon. So the things are pretty tongue in cheek, but she is having a ceremony so she could marry her duvet. I mean, we've all felt that though in bed. You yeah. don't want to get out. The duvet is just a lover and a friend. It, it hugs you, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. I would never marry my duvet. I just sleep with it. <laughs> if it's snowing and you're going to be driving your vehicle, make sure. I can't believe we have to say this still living. In Canada, but make sure you wipe your car off. Get that snow off of there before you hit the road. Jim, you just posted a uh, pretty interesting video on the FM 96 Facebook fan page. Oh, look at that. Look at that. This is next level. This is on the 401 westbound near Young Street. Guy, this is a tweet. Some guy was driving in traffic and he saw a lady driving down the highway and said, I need to film this. So she's in an SUV. The front window 
completely covered with snow, yeah. except for maybe a six-inch gap right at the top of the windshield. She's got her driver's side window down, and she's got her uh, scraper slash snow brush out the window as she's going down the 401, desperately trying to scrape it off as she's going, failing miserably yeah. in the middle lane. <laughs> And and she's getting mad at the guy filming her. Like she's right. she's giving him the you can't really hear her, but she's giving him the the finger and telling him to screw off. It's she, uh, like does she not realize? I, I she must. There's no way she could have gotten onto the 401 with that snow on her windshield. I'm thinking that it, it was on her roof and she stopped quickly. And the snow from her roof slid down onto her windshield, right? I think you're right. I think you're right. But if you look closely, I just noticed this, Taz. Notice something about the uh, the brush. It's still got its receipt tag on it. Like, she's never used it before. See it? Where? See, right near the neck. Do you see that little oh, tag? Yeah. Like, she's clearly never <laughs> used her snow brush before. And, uh, you know, desperate times, she busts it out of the back seat and, and it tries to clear off. But she's holding up traffic. There's like a, now a, a lineup of people behind her. Was this? It looks like it could have been yesterday because it, it's raining in the video. Yeah, this was posted 15 hours ago, so yesterday afternoon, I guess. You'd think that heavy snow, yesterday everything started to melt. The snow got really heavy. So if it slid down... Uh, her, from the roof onto her windshield, then her wipers, it was too heavy to get the wipers going, so she was just must have been panicked. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, pull over and then yeah. clear your vehicle off. Your mirrors are still capable, the back windows are still open, you can see your blind spot, pull over. It would be scary, but it's her own fault. Again, this is, you, you clean off the whole car, this is why you do it. Yeah, and this is exactly, like, this happened to her. She screwed herself over here. But half the time, you're 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 putting the person behind you in danger if it flies off and hits their windshield, right? right. So, just next step: clear off the roof, and you won't be embarrassed on Twitter. Look at that. That's nice and shiny. Getting a number of messages from FM ninety six listeners saying that they saw on Twitter, Jim, mm-hmm. that the snow flew off another vehicle and landed on her windshield. I'm not buying it. There's too much snow. It's I. I just don't think it's physically possible for uh, maybe the only way maybe is if it came off a transport truck and landed there. I just don't see how fit the physics would work of it. That much snow flying off a car and landing directly on her window. Haven't you ever seen it's like a sheet of ice on the bottom of the snow because the car warms up a little bit. So it makes like a sheet of ice and then there's snow on top of that. And I have seen it, the snow from the top of a car blow off, and it looks like a mattress yeah. flying through the air. But then when it hits your car, it shatters into a million pieces and blows off. It's not the heavy type of packing snow you see on top of this car. I just don't buy it. And she's the one who, like, if you were her, you would also make that excuse. I'm just saying what's more likely, and I think the most likely situation is it rolled down off You're not roof. believing her. Don't buy it. Hi, FM 96. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. What's up? Um, that video, I saw it yesterday. Yeah. And if you look in the video, you can actually see another car in the background that doesn't have any snow off the top of their car. And you can tell also by the way the snow falls down, or not even falls down, but the way it's packed down on the hood and how less there is up on top, there's no way something blew off of somebody else's car and landed on that. So you're going with Jim. The theory is that it was on the roof of her car. She stopped quickly Absolutely. and it all slid down. 
Yeah, that's what it looked like to me as well. But I just wanted, you know, it's. I didn't want to jump to conclusions. Some people were saying they had information we didn't, but Mm -hmm. when we asked them where they got it from, they weren't really... Twitter, Taz. (laughs) Yeah, it must be true. It was on Twitter. I like uh, the, oh, the, the, the the ongoing Thanks, joke is uh, this is the biggest blind box challenge yet. <laughs> <laughs> the bird box? Oh, yeah, bird box. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, biggest bird box challenge yet. <laughs> we got another uh, text message here from an FM 96 listener. My brother took this picture of a dude driving between Millbank and Stratford, followed us for eight kilometers like this, and this guy is driving a big, a big pickup truck. He probably has about a foot squared that he can see out of. The rest of his windshield is completely covered with snow. And his hood. Like the whole front yeah. of the car is. He has to look over snow through his hole he, in the window. He, and now, again, we aren't 100% sure. We're just going based on looking at a picture. But it looks like this guy had the plan. I don't need to brush my car off. I'll just start going 100 down the 401, <laughs> and it'll blow off itself, right? Yeah, it's all fresh, pal. Not, <laughs> not a good idea. Wipe your car off, take an extra two seconds, and get it done. That's the Taz Show podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, you can tune in on the radio, 95.9 on the uh, dial in the London area. That's FM 96 or FM 96.com.